Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Scoreless in Thursday Night Football, a little less than three minutes in. Uh, 17-7 now, Texas Tech over TCU. Meanwhile, we got the uh, Sixers up 58-49 on the Raptors right now. I also have uh, a real conclusion to whether we can own possums. Oh, you finally, you, are, right, you found that answer out quick. Mm-hmm. What's the, uh, we and, cannot. And the answer is? We cannot. We cannot. Uh, uh, it is illegal to own exotic animals in pretty much every state except for, why don't you guys guess the state that you can own a possum as a pet? Uh, Florida. Nope. Uh, Alabama. Mississippi. Nope, but you're getting warmer. Uh, Texas. Texas. Nope. Um, Louisiana. Uh, you're getting closer. Arkansas. Arkansas. Nice. Where possums go to be pets. So, quick story, and then we'll go to Rob, but this is important talking Shop about exotic possum animals. Co. Uh, here's yeah. co. There, is a, there is a person that has a very large property about, uh, it's like a street over and then another street and kind of back near all where our neighborhood is. I'm convinced he's a drug lord. I'm not sure, but apparently owns a tree cutting service, and they're very popular in our Quote area. They make a lot tree of money. Cutting. Tree cutting service. I don't know. He has a little exotic farm for exotic animals, oh. and you can just walk over and see it. So blurry. <laughs> We've lost Trista. She's like, you know what you look like? Here's what it is. The, I, on the it camera, was like a. It was like it, a, oh. You know, in like the old old movies, the black and white movies, yes. when they would like soften people's faces. Halo That's what filter. it looks like. Right? It the happens Halo to me all the time on this dang camera. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I'd like to see his exotic uh, park. I'd like to walk. There's by There's a baby it. kangaroo. Is it really? Yeah. Do you walk by and or you can, I've up? taken my nephew there and, and my little niece, and we walk over, and you got to walk through like a trail in the woods. and really? It's really in the neighborhood, but it's like a shortcut. Anyway, nobody cares about any of that. Oh, we care about Rob Brown, though. Before we get to this game tonight or college football or anything, I hear you're doing something very cool. Uh, you're, re- you're emceeing the retirement party for John Harks, who, as somebody that's been here in D.C. most of my life, a uh, D.C. United legend. Are you, you're emceeing this thing? All right, listen, I, I appreciate you trying to attach me to a U.S. Men's National Team Hall of Famer. Uh, in Louisiana, what we call possums are lunch. So, no, you can't <laughs> own a possum in Louisiana because someone else will skin it and cook it. Uh, hi, guys. Yes, first off, I am. Uh, so, John Harks is actually, well, I guess was, the head coach of our local USL League One soccer team. Uh, become a friend of mine and a friend of the show. Great dude. Phenomenal guy, and he is leaving, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you. He has not confirmed this, uh, but uh, I believe that makes you a D.C. United fan. Uh, do not be shocked if John Hark shows up on your coaching staff in the next year and a half. Wow. Welcome for some inside information, yes. uh, but don't be shocked when that happens. I love to hear it. That makes me happy. I mean, again, that was back when D.C. United could actually win soccer games, so we'd love to have that back here. Audi Field is one of the best best soccer stadiums that you could play in. All right, before we get to any college football or anything, we got Thursday Night Football going on now. Under 11 minutes to go in this. It's scoreless, as we probably expected. Low total in this. Any sides or totals, or are you just sticking maybe some props in this one? Well, I, I'm all on team props because okay. it's Thursday night football, which of course has like just has a legacy of giving us some of the most incredible football games of our lifetimes <laughs> over the past couple of years. And we have a rookie quarterback and also Kenny Pickett. So like you know this game is just gonna be overs everywhere. Uh no, I am I am all about team running backs tonight. I am taking all the running back props everywhere. I've got a Derrick Henry over receiving prop to tell you how I think this game is gonna go. Yeah, that was one and a half. I actually love that. Only juice minus one thirty, I think I saw. So I uh I like that as well. Let's talk about college football. I do want to go backwards before we go forwards. 
How about my damn ducks putting it on Utah Utes in their crib like it was Autzen Stadium? The crowd was quiet because you know what that was, Rob? A straight-up ass-whooping from beginning to end. Dude, I'm ready to run through a brick wall right now, Tristan. That was incredible. <laughs> All right, give me more. No, listen, I, I, I said this to you guys a couple of weeks ago, and I have stood by it despite the elbow to Washington. I think Oregon might be the most complete football team in America, right? Wow. Like, I mean that. I think that they are defensively, they are very stout offensively. Like, can somebody please say Bo Nix's name with some damn respect on it? All right? My man deserves, after what he went through at Auburn, some respect. I love the Oregon Ducks. I will tell you right now, if you want a fun flyer, take out a flyer for Oregon to win the Pac-12. Like, they still can do that. I go back to that Washington game. And let's be real, like, one different decision on the fourth down, one bounce of the ball a different way, and it's Oregon that wins that game 36-33. I like Washington. I like Michael Penix Jr. That was one of my – I took out two players to win the Heisman this year. Penix Jr. was one, and Jaden Daniels at LSU was one. I like what that kid's doing. But that was a ball bounces the other way in Oregon wins kind of game. I still love the Ducks if there is, and I said this on my show uh, earlier this week, if there is a one-loss team that I genuinely believe, despite having the most difficult remaining schedule of any of the one-loss teams, I think Oregon can earn a bid before Texas. I think Oregon can earn a bid but before Alabama can. Like, this Ducks team is legitimate, and they proved it against Utah last weekend. So I love the Ducks, and I made like there's probably not going to be a game the rest of the season I don't pick Oregon to cover. All right, LSU Alabama may be one of, if not the most, uh, I'd say in terms of mainstream, what everybody's looking forward to. Betting, non-betting doesn't really matter. Like they're just, I mean, this is we know what this game means every single year. I'm going to steal this from Ryan because he brought it up last segment or a couple segments ago. He thinks that this uh, the Heisman could be decided in this game if Jaden Daniels plays well and that great LSU offense is able to puncture through that very stingy Alabama defense. Whether or not you agree with that, I don't know, and Ryan's right here so he can defend himself if you disagree. But more importantly, when you look at this game, does the LSU offense outweigh the Alabama defense, or are you the uh, are you an Alabama backer in this? Hey, Ryan, do you want to ask me so we can put you on the social media <laughs> post when it goes up? Mm. Okay, good enough. I'll no. I will, I will take that. Oh. I'll, give, I'll give credit. <laughs> Listen, I I fully believe Jaden Daniels can win or lose the Heisman this weekend. Like, I've said that a couple of times this week. I think if Jaden Daniels goes out there and has the week that guy's capable of having, I think LSU – I honestly think LSU can beat Alabama. Uh, I know that everybody has been talking about Alabama, the one-loss team that can still get in. They can jump in and shock some people. And I don't disagree with that. I think Alabama has certainly looked a lot better the last couple of weeks, but let's not pretend Alabama has it kind of skated in a couple of games by just out-physicaling team. Like, they have not looked like in Oregon. I like LSU in this game. I like LSU in the cover. I think it's good value as a dog, and I think they will be a dog going into this when, when the line officially settles. But I think Daniels can absolutely win the Heisman this weekend if he goes out there and just has another game, right? Like, I don't need to go out there and blow people away. I don't think he needs to have one of those games that we're talking about for decades. He just needs to do what he has been doing. I like LSU and the speed on the perimeter. I like LSU and the speed on the outside. Alabama has struggled for the most part to do an excellent job of defending the outside, and I think that is where they can win this game. So 
I, I know they're going to be at a couple of different disadvantages as far as being on the road and all that, but I love LSU in this football game, and I like him to go out and prove that with all the discussion, because, listen, Caleb Williams had an inside track to be the Heisman Trophy winner. He blew it. Michael Penix Jr., who I love as a Heisman Trophy pick, he's had a couple of games where he's kind of fallen off a little bit and maybe not performed the way he, he should. I think there's been really one game for Daniels where he didn't really meet the minimum threshold of what we expect out of that guy. But I think he's been the most consistent performer at quarterback all season long. And if he goes out there and LSU knocks off Alabama and hands them loss number two, I do think he can wrap up the Heisman Trophy win this weekend. Rob, what worries me for a team like Washington, Oregon, maybe even Florida State, uh, when you look at the college football rankings, is Ohio State. I guess, yeah, they've played the toughest schedule because they have the road win over Notre Dame. They have beat Penn State, even though I kind of think Penn State is um, fraudulent. But my concern is if Michigan beats Ohio State, let's say like 20-17, to 17, and you have a one-loss Ohio State team, do you think they still get into the college football playoff? If Michigan then goes on to the Big Ten title game, wins, takes care of business, you have an undefeated Michigan team, a one-loss Ohio State team, undefeated Georgia team, an undefeated Florida State team, do you think even if Washington goes unbeaten – or Oregon blows out Washington in that revenge game in the Pac-12, that one of those teams gets screwed over? No, I don't. Honestly, like, I look at Ohio State, and yes, the win over Notre Dame is a big one. The win over Penn State's a big one. The win over Michigan's a big one. But go ahead, quick, name me the other team Ohio State plays that puts any, like, any right. splatter on the, on, the, on the resume. There's not one, right? Like, the unfortunate part for Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State is that I honestly think they all have to go undefeated. I don't think there's one of them, especially in, in the, the scandal going on at Michigan, which is the single most hilarious thing I've heard of in college football in many years. Uh, I don't think there is a team in the Big Ten that can get into the playoffs without being undefeated, mainly because of how, let's say, let's be complimentary, let's be kind and say mediocre the rest of the Big Ten is as a whole. So oh, Ohio State, Michigan – they don't have a chance. I honestly think Penn State's already done. That loss to Ohio State ended their ability to get into the playoff, and I feel the same way about Michigan and Ohio State to the point that I think if you end up with round-robin losses, right, like if Penn State beats Michigan and then Michigan beats Ohio State, I don't think you're getting a Big Ten into the playoff team regardless of who, who wins that conference because I'm going to take a one-loss Pac-12 team, which is a dramatically better conference. I'm going to take a one-loss Pac-12 team. The only other conference I think – can only send a representative if that representative is undefeated is the ACC, which is disappointing because I thought the ACC was going to have the best year they've had in, in maybe ever this year. But I think the only way the ACC is getting anybody in is if Florida State remains undefeated as well. So I think you're honestly – I think you're more likely to have two Pac-12 teams in before you're likely to get a one-loss Big Ten team in this year. Mm. Talking to Rob Brown, BetMGM tonight. Speaking of Michigan, uh, we're getting more and more now. Uh, I, I don't even know what we want to call it. It's not whispers. It just feels like everybody's starting to yell from the mountaintops. Uh, 80s and uh, uh, sources that are probably coaches about discipline, Michigan and Harbaugh and the whole sign-stealing thing. It's not getting quieter. It's only getting louder. But every time I look at this, I still say, it's going to take forever for them to even come up with any sort of resolution. There's reports now that that extension for Harbaugh may be back on the table. How do you see this whole thing finally ending when it's all said and done? Because the way I see it, it ain't going to affect a single thing the rest of the season for that team. It's all going to be after. 
So it's it's up to the Big Ten ultimately, right? So the NCAA has a 90-day appeals clause on the table. They have basically they have 90 days that they can make something happen. They have 90 days that they can uh, that they have to allow Michigan uh, to file an appeal, and that 90 days absolutely comes into play because they could have a file they could have filed the ending of that appeal uh, at the end of the or excuse me last week. And that appeal still would have been outside after the NCAA final. So the question mark is, will the Big Ten do anything about it? Because I and, and I'll be real with you, uh, I don't think any of us have spent the amount of time studying the appeals processes of conferences like we probably should have. I don't know what their appeals co- pro- protocols are. I don't know if they had 90 days or 10 days or, or a week and a half or whatever. But if there is going to be anything that happens here. It's going to be because of the Big Ten, right? And the Big Ten's got a weird decision to make because, on one hand, if Michigan makes the playoffs and makes the national championship, they're going to get a lot of money. On the flip side, if they really did have this phone call that the four-letter network reported earlier today where all of the coaches in the Big Ten uh, athletic directors were on the phone with Patini and saying, hey, look, this is bad. This is a real bad look. We want them punished. We want to see something happening. If the Big Ten member institutions all collectively say, we want to see Michigan get hammered, Michigan's got a decision to make, which is, do we want to allow Michigan to survive and potentially make all this money for us by going to the playoff in the natty, or do we want to make all of our member institutions happy? I am not envious of Tony Patini having to, tra- having to make that decision. So the answer is, I don't know. Y'all don't know. Nobody seems to know right mm-hmm. now. I will say this. The fact that you have what we believe to be at this point, every single member institution of the Big Ten all on the same page saying Michigan needs to pay for this, I can't remember another scandal where anything like this has happened. I can't remember another situation where you have had every school in a conference saying we demand some sort of of satisfaction as far as what they did. So – I don't know what's going to happen. I do know that I will be paying attention to every time another new scandal about Connor Stallions comes onto the TV. 30 seconds. I know that you hate Pitt as much as I do. They play Florida (laughs) State. Give me a reason not to hammer Florida State minus 21 and a half on the road. No. All right. Is that enough? No. That's enough. Can I just say enough? They let no, Notre I'm, Dame hang 50. I'm taking the Knowles, I'm taking the cover, and I'm taking the over oh. because I think Florida State's going to put – four. I think the Lions sitting there at like 51. The Knowles are going to put 45 up by themselves this weekend. I agree. Rob Brown, you're the best, buddy. Always good to Thanks, talk to Robbie. you. Thanks, Robbie. You guys are awesome. Thank you all for having me. Thanks, Have Bob. fun with John Harks tonight. Uh, John was, Starks? John Harks. Oh. He, yeah. I not got John Starks. I was jealous there for yeah, a second. Yeah. He, um, he's hanging out with John yeah, Starks. He's, yeah, he's emceeing that uh, John Harks retirement party and that breaking potential Ooh. news inside. Maybe John Harks is on the D.C. United coaching staff. Can in we year, make so. it in time, you think, uh, after the show? I think we can go down there. I Me and Harksy will be is, taking is, Jaeger bombs together. The, uh, the, the Odyssey private jet is going to be waiting for us, so don't yeah. worry. We'll, we'll have that and we'll be ready to go. 7 nothing Steelers right now. Najee Harris with the first touchdown. Anybody that had an anytime or first touchdown, Najee Harris, you cash it. Congratulations. It's fun watching the alternate broadcast of this, too, because not only that, but do they have like the all 22 but they've got you know the four down territory line which is something new and then they've got like the analytics that'll tell you where to go for it and when to go for it on fourth down and it's i love the way all this stuff is advanced it's the best it is you just nerd out with it but it's just so much fun i love it it's bet mgm the night